Yeah, you uh, totally read that title right. I am the problem. Here's the hot tea. We all decide the spaces we choose to be in and stay in. And we also choose the people that we allow to hold space in our lives. So, yeah, I am the problem for allowing situations and people who no longer belong in my space stay there. So as I share more about my healing journey and my experiences, um, I just, in the past year and a half or so, (laughs) I would say past year, um, when the healing process got real, um, oh man, I think this is like the first time I, I really publicly speak about this, um, just maybe two, maybe three friends, like kind of know <laughs> like what, what this whole thing was, but, um, wow. Okay. Well, here it goes. I'm going to be fucking vulnerable right now. I would honestly say that I have never been in a healthy relationship, like a genuine healthy relationship. Um, I will admit that in the past, I was the type of individual that needed to be in a relationship, like I needed to be attached to somebody. And I don't, I... I guess I didn't know why back then, but now as I am learning myself, the reasons why were because I didn't, well, one, I didn't love me. And two, I just, I needed that validation. I needed, I needed to feel safe and I needed somebody there to provide that to me. But the irony of that is when you are not healed, you choose people who do the complete opposite of what it is that you need because in in turn, you're validating what your current state is. You're validating that you're not worthy of what it is that you want because you're allowing yourself to stay there. Again, I'm the problem. It's me. You know, my first real relationship was with Abby's dad and um, that was beyond toxic. Like in all, all ways, it was abusive. It was just... Wow. And it wasn't just the abuse didn't was not only with him, it was also with his family. And unfortunately, because we have a child together, that toxicity has just continued to carry on. And it's been that's been a journey because in its own in its own way. And that is a whole other podcast episode. I mean, I'm not even going to get into that right now. But anyway, and also I just wanted to make a note because I I don't know, I might have followers on here, subscribers that don't know me. Um, and if if you're if you're new here, thank you. Thank you for listening to me. Um, but Abby is my eldest. I have two girls. I have Abby and Camila. Abby is my eldest. So just uh, uh to backtrack on who I'm sp- I'm speaking about. So after I finally cut that tie with her dad, um, it was like, oh my god, I need somebody like now. Like I need to find somebody now because I can't be alone. And, you know, all I I knew that I was done with that relationship well before it ended. Like, well before it ended, I was mentally checked out, emotionally checked out. But I just couldn't leave. And I ended up getting into a situationship because it didn't really even become a relationship till like, maybe years later, to be honest with you. That's really embarrassing to say. But... 
that's just the reality of it. Um, you know, I, I ended up finding a great guy. Um, we had the same music taste. We would go to festivals together. Um, we had a lot of fun. He taught me how to longboard. And we just had a great time. Like, I felt like we really understood each other. Um, but he he told me, I mean, like, seriously, ladies, like these guys will tell you what their intentions are and how they feel about you. And sometimes we just choose not to listen because we, I mean, we're in denial. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) Or we're like, we could change their mind. They don't know. They don't know me yet. But, um, I mean, I had a, I had a great time with him. But he really told me, like, I don't want you. He's like, I don't, you know, I don't want a relationship, whatever. Like, I'm going through my own things. And I was like, no, but I can heal you. Like, I'm what you need, you know? And, um, (laughs) well, it's just funny because when I said that, it reminded me of um, The Weeknd, like, one of his lyrics. And we used to listen to The Weeknd all the time. So that's just, that's funny that I thought about that. But anyway, um you know, I was like, no, in my head, I'm like, no, I can, I can change this man's, um, you know, his thought about me. Like, I'm going to change his mind. Like he's going to fall in love with me. And obviously there were feelings there, but you know, again, he wasn't ready for a relationship. And I just stayed there because I was like, well, I really like him and he's safe. He's, he's not toxic, you know, in that sense, like an abusive, the back and forth, the hot and cold, that was toxic. Let's be honest. I mean, none of that is is love. Like if you're having to guess and think, okay, does this person like me? No, they they don't like you. If you really have to genuinely like have that <laughs> that back and forth in your head, then that person is not the one for you. But again, I was in denial and I just wanted to be loved by somebody so bad. And I was like, okay, this this man is not he's not toxic. Like he he's, he's good for me. He's good for me. And I kept pressing it. And that lasted way longer than it should have too, because I didn't know my worth. And that was like a whole nother, like three years, you know? And then, yeah, towards the end, I think his feelings started to change and he did start to feel something for me. But again, I had mentally and emotionally checked out of that relationship because all that back and forth, you know, for those of you who have been in a situation like that, like it just, it, it gets so draining that you're like, uh, you know, you're just waiting for when the cold is going to happen. Like, it's like, okay, everything is cool and it's hot and it's, it's great. We're in a good, we're in a good space right now, but when, when is it not going to be like that? So by the time that I really felt like I was ready to let that, that situation go, that relationship go, Um, I did spend, I think this is where I would say that my healing started, um, because I did spend some time by myself. Like I started going out and wearing less. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I really did kind of, but it was like, I was feeling myself. I had lost a lot of weight on keto and I just was having a good time, like a good genuine time, um, with my friends. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I spent some time alone and kind of was getting to know who I was to some extent. And that was when I started hanging out with my second baby daddy, my ex, or whatever. I whatever I would call him. I don't I don't know. And I'm getting there. <laughs> the connection between 
me and him was great. Um, like it was just natural, you know, from the, from jump, from the beginning, but here's the background on how I met the guy. I met him while he was working at the club, right? That is exactly, <laughs> that is exactly what I'm going to have to end up telling Camila when she asks, when she's old enough to be like, how do you meet my daddy? Well, I met him at the club. So, I mean, that should just go to tell you a lot of different things about how this relationship transpired. But it was not a relationship in the beginning. Again, he told me the same thing that he like, you know, he wasn't too sure if he wanted to get into a relationship with anybody. But here I am like, okay, well, I mean, I'll stick around until you decide otherwise. And then... You know, we were spending quite a bit of time together. The feelings were there. Um, COVID happened. We started spending a lot more time together. But I always knew, I always had that feeling, you know, like that either I just like wasn't the only one that, you know, he was entertaining or whatever. Like it just, it wasn't genuine. And it was also a lot of hot and cold, like back and forth. Like, yeah, you know, I like you. I don't you like you. And I was just so used to that in the past that it was like, okay, you know, like I dealt with it. And again, I didn't love myself. So I allowed myself to stay in that situation. I'm the problem. It was me. Like, it's not that it was him because he was telling me exactly what it was. And I was just like, okay, I'm here. You know, like, you'll fall in love with me eventually. You know, eventually we he moved in and, you know, then I got pregnant and I know like COVID, I don't know if anybody else like had a relationship that kind of like happened and grew, um, during the pandemic, but we spent a lot of time together. So it's like, yeah, we got to know each other, like really, really know each other. Um, we were together fucking 24 seven and it was great at first, but then I think we was like, okay, well now the mask is off and now we're really getting to know like the deep down parts that maybe we have both kept hidden from a lot of people. Despite all of the things that we went through um, that were toxic, I really do have a lot of gratitude for him because he was the one who opened up my eyes to the parts of me that needed to be healed. He was the one that even told me like what healing was and what shadow work was and and he guided me on this journey he really did like he was the catalyst for me even beginning to do any of this healing work um so I really do have a lot of gratitude to him for this because I feel like I I began begun this journey because of him and Although as time passed on, like now some of the things that happened in our relationship are also things that I'm healing from. But hey, that's what trauma is. Unfortunately, anything can give you trauma. Your kids can give you trauma. Your work can give you trauma. An event that happened just randomly can give you trauma. I mean, anything can cause trauma. So there was an incident that happened early last year that was kind of like the official, okay, you know, like it, it really changed, um, the dynamic in our relationship to where he was forced to move out. Um, 
and our relationship status went from, okay, we were together every day because we just had a baby and we were living together to, I don't know, um, you know, not talk for a couple weeks, months, and then get back together and then not, and then get back together and then not. And we ended up being more off, um, that year than on. And it was just different, you know, because that's not what we were used to for the past two years that we were stuck in quarantine and together and, you know, turned a, a situationship into a relationship that way unintentionally. And it, it again, it allowed me to further, further proceed in the process of healing because I had my, my space back. I was alone. I was able to just process my emotions and my feelings. And then I also had the freedom to just go out and do different things that I didn't have the freedom to do before because our relationship, um, wouldn't allow it or he wasn't cool with it or whatever. He didn't like my friends and X, Y, Z reasons. 2022 was the year that I really met my true authentic self and it was beautiful to finally get there because I genuinely did not I I one I didn't even know who I was I really did not know who I was deep down inside and I I thought it was just a like something I would never get to I didn't think it was attainable and when I finally got there I was like I love it here I love healing I love healing and for those of you who have begun your healing journey if you're in the trenches of your shadow work if you have done a lot of shadow work but you're having tower moments like where you know you take you feel like you're taking 10 steps back like I'm right there with you you know um and I think you can all agree that Overall, healing is so beautiful. There's just something so wonderful about the healing process that not only is it freeing, you start to not give a fuck. Like you really don't care about anything else that doesn't have anything to do with you and your and your spirit. So as I'm learning about myself and as I'm starting to live in my authenticity and I'm doing things that feel good to me and I'm finding different different ways to heal, um, like going to kundalini yoga and just finding different spaces that I feel happy in, um, buying more plants and reorganizing my room, my space, just different, different things, um, my hair. Uh, I, I really believe that the orange copper hair color was also healing for me, believe it or not. Um, I feel like it gave me a softer look. I felt like softer. I, it allowed me to be in my feminine energy, which I had never been able to really tap into prior to that. Like before me in heels, no, no way that wasn't happening. I mean, maybe when I would go out, but it would be like booties. Like I just never felt comfortable in heels because I was so self-conscious and I'm not, I'm not extremely tall. I'm average height. I'm five, five and a half. Um, and I'm not like, I'm not super tall, but I always felt super subconscious about my height. Like I felt like I was tall. And then when I would wear heels, I'm like, okay, now I'm really tall. And I felt like, why I don't look feminine because of my height. 
I don't look feminine because of X, Y, Z reasons. And I would, these were stories that I would tell myself limiting beliefs. So listen, you guys, like I truly knew that the work that I was doing was doing something when I started to feel confident and comfortable enough to wear heels to work. One, I'm a heels. If I'm, if I'm wearing heels at work, I'm wearing heels for nine, 10 hours. So for me to have like gone from not even really being able to wear heels to go out to like the bars of the clubs where I'm like drunk and it's dark and whatever to wearing them at work, that was like, whoa, okay, girl. All right. I see you. And so then I started to tap more into that by buying more heels, by um, changing my wardrobe, um, by finding outfits that were a little bit more conservative, but yet very cute and feminine and you know just um made my shape look very nice but also still conservative you know and this was how I was able to really tap into my divine feminine once I have tapped into my divine feminine that's when I really started to realize the patterns and the people that I was allowing to stay in my space when maybe their time with me has expired Um, and it just really like that back and forth, you know, that back and forth, like going back and not being together and then being together. I think that that also really happened because it was like the moment that something didn't align with what I was going, you know, where I'm going now in my healing journey. It was like, oh no, this isn't for me. Yeah, I'm leaving. Bye. You know, and I, I started to realize yeah, I'm the problem. I'm the problem because I'm allowing myself to stay here. I'm the problem because I'm allowing these people to continue to have access to me. I'm the problem because I'm not saying no. I'm the problem because I am also allowing this back and forth. Once I started to realize that, I was like, okay, you know what? This isn't for me then. Then I need to start doing better so that I can attract better. And well, of course, I did start to attract better, you know, doing different manifestations like writing in my journal who my perfect and ideal partner is. And as time progressed, I did start to meet individuals. I did start to meet men that that did, you know, they fit that playbook a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to say a little bit. They fit 70 to 80 percent of it. But the good parts, like the like the parts where I was like, okay, like now I am starting to see what it is like to be around a man that isn't afraid to show me how he feels about me, to be around a man that I could tell really likes me, to be around a man who is consistent, who communicates with me. And these were things that I'm like, okay, I, I, I really wanted the I really wanted these things, but why is it that now that I'm getting a taste of that, a glimpse of that. I'm kind of like, okay, uh, do I really want that? And it's not so much that I didn't want that. I do want that. That is exactly what I want in a relationship, in a partner. I want a man that communicates with me. I want a man that I know that is in love with me, that wants me, that desires me. I want to feel that from my partner. But that wasn't the issue. The issue was... I I wouldn't even say that it was that I didn't want them. The issue was 
the plot gets thicker. The issue was I'm emotionally unavailable. And I know, dang, damn. Oof, that was hard for me to admit. I am emotionally unavailable. And I am attracted to men who are also emotionally unavailable because that is what I know and that is what's consistent and that is what aligns with what I currently am. So when I am met with a man that I I truly desire, a man that does all of those things, then I'm like, oh, I don't know. Do I want this? And it's it's not that I don't want that. I do want that, but I am not ready for it. I'm not ready for it because I'm emotionally unavailable myself. And I'm like, I don't want these emotionally unavailable men, but I'm attracting and I am attracted to where I am at. So I was like, oh, shit. Now that is the next step in my healing. Like that is the part that is the next part that I need to give all of the attention to is that part of me that is emotionally unavailable. And I have to. I have to heal that and and figure out how to allow myself to be vulnerable and be open and get rid of those limiting beliefs that make me feel like I am not worthy or deserving of a partner that is everything that I want. And when I think back to the interactions and um, times that I've spent with men where they're like, you're a lot different in person than through text and I'm like what the fuck you mean and it's like I'm soft and I'm feminine through text but in person I'm like I'm like a man and they have told me that and I'm like what the fuck does that mean and it means what it means it's like I am like cold like I I'm afraid. I am emotionally unavailable because I don't know how to receive it and I don't know how to give it because I'm not there yet. And I don't even know. I don't even know how to tell you to heal it because I'm going through it. But I definitely know that means that I just need to spend more time with me. And when those moments of sadness come up when those moments where I question, you know, my previous relationship where I question just the different things that have happened that I have to just sit there with those emotions instead of acting on them that I have to just sit there and really think about where that hurt is coming from and where do I feel it and allow myself to feel the feels and allow myself to remember that I am deserving. I am deserving of a love that is love, of a love, of a healthy love, of a partner that loves everything about me because I'm going to love everything about him. And I can't wait to get there. (laughs) I can't wait till I'm there, like how I finally got there in my healing journey where I was like, oh my God, I'm here finally. I can't wait to get to that spot really I'm the problem I'm the problem it's me (laughs) like I really am the problem and that's okay because guess what accountability is the first step acknowledging that I have this issue acknowledging that I have these traumas that need to be healed and 
taking accountability for like the things that have happened in the past. The fact that I have allowed myself to stay in spaces and stay with people that I shouldn't have, you know, continued to stay with. Or even the fact that like I tried to move forward when, you know, I wasn't even ready. I wasn't emotionally, I'm still emotionally unavailable. And yeah, um, it's, it's wonderful to, it's wonderful to really get to know yourself and be so authentic that you can like admit these things to yourself. Be like, yeah, yeah, bitch, you need to heal that. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. And for those girlies who same thing, like you are like damn bitch relatable. It's all right. It's okay that we are going through this phase of being emotionally unavailable because we've gone through some shit, you know, like we know that sometimes we go into love really being vulnerable and we hope for the best and then we get hurt and it, and all those times that we get hurt, like continues to create a wall and now we just have to learn how to how to break that wall down and how we can make sure that we are ready so that when we meet another man or when we meet a man who is also emotionally available it's going to be the best relationship we've ever had in our life because we're ready and they're ready and i mean that's what we want right i hope you have an amazing week And I cannot wait to talk with you guys about another hot topic next week.